Welcome to this Control Performance Podcast on the subject of sustainability. This is George Buckby, and I'm here to talk to you today about how control performance relates to sustainability. Sustainability is a topic that has been becoming more and more popular in the industry in general and geographically around the world. Some parts of the world, Europe in particular, and North America to some degree, have really started to put a push on for sustainability uh, for corporations. And a lot of corporations these days, you'll see, will have statements about how they're going to move uh, to more sustainable operations. If they're in manufacturing, for example, how they're going to reduce their environmental impact and improve uh, energy consumption, reduce energy consumption. So when we talk about sustainability, uh, it's very typical for people to think about it in terms of, you'll see these uh, kind of things online where people will talk about the three P's of sustainability. And those are generally people, planet, and profit. And that's a good way to think about uh, what the sustainability of, uh, movement is about. Uh, we've always been talking about profits, of course, in, in the corporate world and in the control performance world, we've always been talking about how to improve your profitability. And it's no surprise that any corporate effort these days is going to include something about improving profitability. But what's a little different about sustainability is an emphasis on people and on planet. That is on reducing our impact on our employees, on our consumers, on our neighbors, uh, through improving the performance of our plants, our operations, our energy consumption, our environmental uh, impact, and so on. And of course, planet really emphasizes uh, the environmental side of uh, what we're doing with sustainability. So with people, you have kind of safety and environment and making things more uh, a good place to work and so on. With planet, it's about environmental uh, impacts uh, as well. And these are themes that have been part of control performance for a long time. And I would have to say that when we think about control performance and how it's going to be impacted by this sustainability movement, it really is more about a matter of focus. You know, we've always known that we could improve plant operations, improve processes by making improvements to control performance, and that would drive out improvements in profitability, uh, reduce energy savings, reduce material consumption, so on and so forth. Uh, but having a focus on the sustainability aspects uh, helps to drive us in a particular direction. So it helps to drive us in a direction of, let's start by looking at environmental impacts. Let's start by looking at things like waste and recycle and um, energy efficiency and those kind of things and use those metrics, those KPIs, however it is that your particular plan is set up to drive the work, or I'll say focus the work on where you can make the best improvement that's gonna improve those few things. So we're not kind of generally going into a plant and saying, hey, let's just make everything more efficient, but rather taking a focus and saying, let's look at where we have some of the biggest environmental impacts, and then let's drill down from there into where we can make the biggest improvements. Now, the tools that we have to make those improvements with control performance are very similar to the tools that we've been talking about all along in, in this control performance podcast and in some of our other materials that you can find online. Uh, that is, we know that waste, uh, whether it's wasted energy or wasted material or rejected material or recycle within a uh, 
an oil refinery, something like that, reblending, comes from high levels of variability. When you have a process that has a high level of variability, that is, it's not very well under control, uh, it's going to lead to a lot of waste. Um, so you can think of this in, in any number of ways if you're working in a uh, pulp and paper operation, let's say on a paper machine, if you have a high level of variability in the um, basis weight being produced at the end of the machine, the weight of the paper, of course that's going to lead to some paper that is uh, too heavy and some that's too light, and if some of it is out of specification, too heavy, it's probably going to need to be torn down and recycled, you know, thrown in the repulper and reblended into the process again. Same kind of thing in oil and gas. If you have material that's coming out of a distillation column that's sometimes um, you know, too light in the components coming out the top or sometimes too heavy, you're going to have some problems again where you might have to further separate the material, reblend it, uh, you know, do, do something like that. So cause some rework in the process. So not too surprising that uh, we wouldn't have to drive in again to look at those areas of high variability, but look at those around the areas where you're seeing the biggest waste and losses. So if you're in a boiler operation, uh, you're looking at high variability around what's going up the stack or high variability in terms of your fuel efficiency on that boiler, we'd look at it over time. And uh, so those are those are some very important things for us to think about. Uh, first off, when we first start looking at that uh, aspects of sustainability. And as always, using the right control performance tools will help you drive to the root cause of that variability. Just knowing that you have high variability, let's say in your NOx emissions coming out of a burner, um, doesn't really tell you what to do. Um, using the right tools to drill into that to find the ultimate root cause of that variability that is looking for other things that are cycling at the same frequency or looking things that are a little bit upstream that cause that cyclic variability uh, in the process is a very good way to, to go at solving that problem and getting to the real root cause of it. So often the real root cause is a little bit upstream in uh, something that might have been ignored or maybe not getting that, all that much attention uh, over the past couple of years in your plant. So starting uh, at the problem, working your way back in, looking for those sources of high variability. Once you've stabilized the process and done a, you know, reduced the variability a bit, as always with control performance, then you can think about shifting your set points and moving a little bit closer to a more efficient point of operation. So reducing variability by itself definitely makes an impact, definitely makes an improvement, but then you can further capitalize on that improvement and, and more to the point, you can drive the profitability part by then once you reduce variability by shifting your set points uh, to the right place where you're going to get the most efficient uh, part of operation. I should mention here that there's also a pretty good overlap between uh, the sustainability work and reliability work. Um, if you look at when plants create uh, the most kind of emissions or have most kind of problems, you know, either going into a shutdown or coming out of a shutdown, planned or unplanned, uh, very often you have times when you have a lot of variation in the process and scrap material, recycle material, so on and so forth that you've got to that you've got to deal with. So shutdowns are are inherently inefficient uh, in terms of the operation of the plant. 
Again, a lot of tools you can use uh, within your control performance tool set to look at those things. Uh, definitely want to look at things like oscillation detection. Uh, within plant triage, there's a tool called Opportunity Gap that's really, really good at looking at, you know, based on the current level of variability, where should I set my optimum set points for these particular loops? Uh, that's definitely worth digging into. And then, um, of course, when you're talking about root cause, solutions, digging in even deeper into interaction mapping and finding the true root cause of each problem is um, pretty important. I'll add one more topic here uh, related to sustainability uh, in, in this particular podcast, and that is uh, you can start using the same tools that you're using to look for control performance issues to also look for process performance issues and start monitoring some things in the process. And and one uh, pretty common example of this is looking for problems in heat exchangers. You know, we know that with most heat exchangers, the heat exchanger over time uh, might develop some buildup or some scale or some fouling in the heat exchanger. Depending on what material you happen to be putting through that heat exchanger, it tends to you know, kind of plate out or build up on the sides of the tubes, inside or outside, depending on what kind of uh, what you're doing with your heat exchanger, but build up inside that heat exchanger, and that eventually uh, often leads to uh, the need for a shutdown to boil out or clean out or jet out that heat exchanger, clear out the material that's blocking the heat exchanger, and oh, by the way, when all that material is built up, you, you are reducing your heat transfer efficiency and needing to drive a lot more energy through that heat exchanger to get the same results. So if we're looking for another opportunity for energy savings, uh, we can build out a monitoring system for a heat exchanger inside of your control performance monitoring tools like plant triage. So uh, within plant triage, the way you do this is by building a few equations in the equation builder that will track the heat transfer coefficient of the heat exchanger. So you simply take the amount of heat input to the heat exchanger, which might be the steam flow rate or something like that, and divide it by the temperature difference across the heat exchanger. So that's the you know kind of shell side to tube side uh, temperature difference. And so with those few equations, you take the, the heat into the heat exchanger divided by the temperature difference, and you can get a rough estimate of the heat transfer coefficient, what's sometimes called the U for the overall heat transfer coefficient, or UA, which is the heat transfer coefficient times the area of the heat exchanger. And so that's a pretty good way to monitor how is this heat exchanger trending over time. And what you'll see, of course, is that that, that kind of soft sensor that you've created to be a UA monitor, or heat transfer coefficient monitor, um, will trend at a certain value. And then as the fouling starts to increase in the heat exchanger, it's going to start trending downward. This is not going to be a perfect measurement. It's going to have a lot of noise and it. it's going to bounce around a bit. Uh, but you can maybe filter it a little bit or just look at a daily average of that heat exchanger uh, transfer coefficient. And over time, you'll start to see that trending in a downward direction. You'll know that your heat exchanger is falling. And then after a cycle of two or two of fouling and cleaning, you'll start to know where is an acceptable level of heat transfer coefficient. And then you can start to use that tool in a predictive manner 
so you can start tracking and trending your UA over time and set yourself an alarm for when it starts to get within a range, for example, uh, where it's going to need to be cleaned out in the next two weeks. Then you can start treating that as a uh, planned maintenance activity rather than an unplanned maintenance activity. And again, get yourself a significant improvement in terms of uh, overall efficiency at the plant on a planned, regular, coordinated kind of basis. So those are just a couple of ideas around sustainability in control performance. I hope that helps. And uh, of course, as always, if you have questions, uh, please feel free to contact us and um, we'll be glad to, happy, uh, glad to talk with you. Uh, maybe set up a private uh, demonstration or discussion about your particular issues and see how that might help. So thanks again for joining us in the Control Performance Podcast on sustainability. I look forward to having you come to the next one.